Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blackbird Film Podcast. My name is Mitch Ensman, and boy, do I have a great episode in store for you. I sat down with the one and only Chloe King to talk about her recent film, Cortica, The Road to MetLife, as well as her journey through college during the COVID era. Some of you might not know this, but she has had three of her films in the Blackbird Film Festival. Not only that, she's one of our most hardworking and extraordinary interns that we've ever had. Also, I sat down with Nolan Harp, our resident sports guru, and we chatted all about our favorite sports films. So stick around after the interview to hear that awesome, awesome chat. But first, here's Chloe King. So Chloe, tell me, how did you get started in film? Like, where did it all begin? Well, you know, I'm just about to turn 23 this year. And ever since I was a kid, I have always been interested in acting and film. I got my start in acting in high school and things. I was doing short films and just background work. And I actually uh, participated in a program called SOCAPA, the School of Creative and Performing Arts out in New York City. I owe everything to them. They introduced me to everything, film, acting, media production. And from that program, I kind of blossomed. I went to school for acting originally out in San Francisco. And then I realized I wanted to be more well-rounded and I had acting under my belt. And I'm like, you know what? I want to learn about media production. I want to be hands-on producing all of that. So I decided to give my shot and go to SUNY Portland. And I've done some, some of everything, you know, producing, writing, directing. I love it all. I'm trying to learn everything I can while I'm in school, take advantage of every opportunity, Blackbird being a huge influence on that. And I owe a lot of my credits to Blackbird as well. And I've produced uh, multiple films and three of them have been in Blackbird. This is my third year having a film in the festival. Very proud of that. So um, yeah, pretty much got my start in acting and now I am shooting to learn everything I can about media production and hopefully get into producing, directing and casting and the kind of behind the scenes is my goal. As a student during like the COVID era, how has that like been? Like it's only been I'd say maybe a little over a month or so um, of just going being back at school itself. What kind of challenges are you seeing and like how are you kind of like dealing with those? So as media production student and my my fellow students will, you know, sympathize with me. When you are in a major that's a hands on major where you need to be working with equipment in a studio, you know, getting that hands on learning. When you're not able to do that because of restrictions and remote learning, uh, it's really challenging. You know, we're meant to be working with our hands and producing and filming. And it's so hard when, you know, we're in this uh, middle ground where we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and we're on the computer one day. And so definitely has been very challenging. But myself, I've just been trying to make the most of what we have. I'm currently in a advanced documentary class where the goal of the class was to produce a, you know, about like a 10 minute documentary towards the end of the semester. Obviously with these restrictions, it's been very difficult, but what I tried to do was get as much filming that I could get out of the way as soon as possible. So I've got a couple hours of footage to go through. It's not gonna be the documentary I dreamed of and the one that I wanted, but what I'm just trying to remember is to make the most of what we have and I know that um, everybody else is trying to do the same 
I'm wondering what was the inspiration behind Cortica, The Road to MetLife? So I am a huge football fan, have been my whole life, and I love the game. I always would do sports photography in high school. I took pictures at all the games. And then when it came time to come here to SUNY Portland, I have been filming Cortica the last two years just for CSTV and our television station at our school. So when it came time for Cortica to be played at MetLife Stadium in uh, New Jersey, I thought that for a class project for our final, that that would be a great topic as a documentary because Cortica, the game itself, just means so much to me, the community at Cortland, and my fellow students. So I honestly, it's something I've always wanted to do ever since I became a student at Cortland. So I'm really glad that for such a uh, momentous occasion, I was able to go there and capture it forever so capture it forever like a pokemon <laughs> um <laughs> no um so did you have any challenges filming at the medlife center because it looks like you were very close and i'm kind of curious how you obtained that footage so um a lot of the footage we had been kind of collecting like i said i'd been filming cortica the last two years prior and you know going to practice and things like that getting a lot of footage from the archives of portland historical footage so when it came time to actually get to the game there was a lot of challenges because we had to figure out how can we get on the field to film like we need to be there we need the environment the emotion of the moment so we ended up having some amazing connections obviously with the SUNY Cortland communications department and the marketing department and they were able to hook me up and I got full media access full press box access to the field and the press box it was honestly such an incredible opportunity I felt so lucky to be there like I was on the field with all my cameras and everything and like just like being there on the field like in MetLife Stadium, like it was unbelievable. Like the air felt different and like it was so cool. So uh, I was able to uh, take advantage of an amazing opportunity. So I know your film aired during the A block of the Sunset Cinema. Um, I'm curious, how did it feel to see your film outside in the drive-in setting? Because I know how awesome it is to see your film like indoors, like in an auditorium and like a surround sound system and everything like that. But it's a completely different experience when you're watching it outdoors and like the audio is coming through your car? It's a great question. It has been my dream since I was a little girl to not only go to a drive-in movie, like I have always just, going to the movies has been my favorite thing since I was a little girl. And I have never been to a drive-in before. This was my first time ever going to a drive-in. And guess what? I was watching my own film. And honestly, that was such an incredible experience. I was there with my dad. I got to share that with him. And he was so proud of me. And just us getting to share that moment together meant everything to me. And I remember as soon as like I heard the music for my film, like booming through the speakers of our truck, like my heart instantly like was so warmed. And I ran out of the truck and I ran up to the screen. I took a picture and I was so excited and like, just such a heartwarming experience for sure and well it's different than past years because past years we had you know the huge screens and the auditoriums and a lot of people you know standing right next to me and getting to hear other people's reactions honestly is like the best part of 
getting to watch your film at Blackbird, but this was also just such an amazing experience and honestly just meant a lot to me to finish out my last year as a student filmmaker uh, at Blackbird and just getting to see my film on the silver screen. Well, I can tell you right now that uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Cortica, The Road to MetLife. So I'm waiting for year four. Do you have anything in the pipeline? Anything in the old uh, bra noodle cooking around? <laughs> I definitely have a lot of ideas. Uh, I have a solid film idea for a feature, which I've only ever done short films and, you know, small scale projects, but I do have a feature. I'm trying to write it. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. It's a story from my family. It's about my dad and his life. And I want to kind of, based on a true story, create this type of uh, film narrative that takes place in the 70s that's inspired by my dad and his life. Because I think that people would really like the story. So who knows when that's going to ever come to fruition, but who knows? Might be next year in Blackbird. Well, yeah. What is what is next for Chloe King? Well, uh, you know, because of COVID, everything has kind of been, you know, thrown out the window in terms of plans and all of that. I had originally planned on doing the Disney College program and I should be in Florida right now doing that, but unfortunately that opportunity was canceled. So uh, I came back here and decided to make the most of my time. And when I graduate in December, I am hopefully going to be on the job hunt, going out there. I want to get into casting and producing. So I'm going to be looking out for internships in that. It's going to be a tough market right now, but I, I'm positive and I'm enthusiastic to start the next chapter in that. So yeah, end goal, I want to hopefully produce my own feature film one day. I also love casting and everything in the producing realm too. So hopefully film or television and um, hopefully move to New York City sometime soon and just give my best shot at that that's honestly if COVID taught me anything it's that you can't plan your future you can only just roll with the punches and do the best with what you have so that's what we're gonna do wow guys honestly that was a fantastic interview um i had a blast chatting with chloe and one of my longtime friends nolan is now joining me you may remember from the past episode of the blackbird film podcast Nolan, how the heck are you? I am so good, Mitch. Thanks for having me in this post-interview chat. I thought the interview was great, by the way. Very interesting to hear from Chloe. And it's also, I just can't wrap my head around how tough it would be to go through school during COVID. Because, I mean, we obviously didn't have that experience, but we were pretty close to it. I can't, you know, so it's hard to imagine what that would be like. Yeah, honestly, I've, I've experienced COVID in a little bit, but I... When I asked her that question about like how she's handling COVID, I was I was actually more or less interested because I don't know what I would have done because I saw like pictures of what classrooms were looking like at SUNY Cortland. And I was like, that would have been the weirdest experience ever to uh, go to school. And she even mentioned that like one of the things that I liked that she mentioned is like, it's hard to be in a media based degree when it's all like hands on and exactly. you can't be hands on. And not to mention the collaborations, you know, I like I think back to all the classes because fortunately we actually had a lot of classes together, you and I. So a lot of the projects that we did, they were group projects and we would, you know, work on them together. And uh, so, you know, I even just 
the ability to work with someone because you learn so much from other other filmmakers and even in other aspects of you know a communications degree or a media related degree you know it's got to be a tough time for students to be creating things um, when they don't have people around them to help or learn from Let's talk about some of our favorite sports films, because as yes. both of us learned in thinking about this and then looking up like, hmm, what about this film? What about this film? There are so many great sports films. There's a surprising amount of sports films that I've watched that I've enjoyed. Yeah, when we tasked each other with this uh, task, I was I was thinking like, oh, we have Remember the Titans, you have Miracle. But I was like, I don't want to go with just strictly Disney because like, I'm honestly, Disney makes <laughs> yeah. fantastic sports films. I'm like, mm-hmm. is there anything else out there besides Disney sports films? But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to impress you, Nolan, with my sports knowledge because I know you're a sports guy, and I, I'd be like, I am. Oh. I would consider myself a sports guy. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you're a resident sports guy on this but podcast. I, but I won't judge. I think I'll have some sports films that surprise you as well. Okay. Let's hear yours first. Okay. Well, you're gonna probably see a theme with mine. Um, it's probably like it's not just sports, but like sports with like a unique way of uh, storytelling. Um, okay. I'm going to go with one I've seen recently, and that was Ford v. Ferrari. Honestly, I went and saw that in uh, the theaters, and oh my lord, it was fantastic. It was shot fantastically. The cinematography was, like, outstanding. Mm. The soundtrack was great. I would want to say sound effects, but the sound effects were, like, very well, the meat and potatoes of a, ra- of a car movie would be the sound of a car. So, exactly. I, it sounds like they nailed it. And they would have to to really sell a movie like that. So, yeah, honestly, I thought I was in the car with uh, Christian Bale. Like Mm -hmm. it was it was that good. Like the angles that they were shooting at. I was like, how the heck were they doing that? Okay. the next one I have is I, Tanya. I still but Margot Robbie, right? I have not seen that movie either. I need to I need to step it up. You're making me feel like I'm lagging here. I need to make up for it. Well, it sounds like I'm about to take over the sports guy title. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the new resident sport guy. Honestly, no, not at all. No, uh, my girlfriend will attest to that as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's another good one because the way they told that story, it makes you think that maybe she might be not the bad guy in this mm-hmm. situation, and that kind of blew my mind a little bit. And it actually won an Oscar, so I mean that's just another reason for you to watch it because I know you're about the Oscars. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, you're an Oscar guy. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's another one. Uh, my third one is going to have to be Ali with uh, Will Smith. I've not seen Ali either. What is your deal? <laughs> I know, I know. But it does look... I actually almost watched it not too long ago. Uh, uh, I need I need to step it up. All right. Well, Ali is another phenomenal film. And right off the bat, you start with a Sam Cooke song. Not many people know this about me, but like I love Sam Cooke songs. And right off the bat, you start with a Sam Cooke song that not many people know about. And it's like one of my favorites. And that, that got me hooked from the get-go. But it was, it's actually a great film. It's not just about him boxing and everything. It told his story, but also it was about racial tension back in that era and like how they had to like deal with that when he wasn't like boxing and it was it's a it's a great it's a great flick you should definitely watch that one too nolan cool um i'm actually gonna send all these to you via Redbox dvd please do so for the fourth one that i have on my list is rudy have you seen rudy um nolan of course i've seen (laughs) okay okay i've seen rudy you had me there man i was scared for a hot second Mm -hmm. and yeah like i again i love the way they tell that story of like a man who just kept persevering and like going through all these challenges and like Mm -hmm. making you think like the underdog movie 
Exactly. It's like the original underdog movie sure. that I can think of. I mean, I'm sure there's other ones out there, but this one in my mind is the underdog of underdog mm-hmm. movies. All right. So my fifth one is another great uh, film. And I know we talked about how Disney makes great sports films. So I feel like I had to throw one Disney sports film on there. And it's not Remember the Titans, even though that is an honorable mention. I love Remember the Titans. Great film. But I am a, I love hockey. So I'm going to go with Miracle. I love that film. Have mm-hmm. you seen Miracle? I have. Okay. I don't. I yeah. well, and I don't want to speak too much. Well, I guess we can merge our top fives because Miracle is one of my top five. Perfect. It's the only one too that we both oh. share. But Miracle, I think, was the first movie I ever saw in theaters that I can remember at least. Really? That was. Yeah. It came out in two thousand four. Nolan. I know. I was. I was nine <laughs> years old. So. Wow. I yeah. definitely feel a lot <laughs> older now. Yeah. yeah. But I, I remember going into theaters and watching it, and like that was like just such an amazing uh, movie for a fan to go see, or at least you know a viewer to see, because it was like I remember people had like American flags draped over them themselves, and like people went as if they were going to a hockey game. They went to watch Miracle in the same mindset, so it was a very exciting movie to watch. So Nolan, what are your top five, or the rest of your top five, I should say? Okay, so there's just so many great sports movies, like you said, so it is tough to really narrow it down, but a movie that really had an impact on me growing up, sports movie, is Rookie of the Year. (laughs) Another another great Disney film. That's a great (laughs) Disney film. Another great Disney Um, film. I just, you know, as a kid watching that movie, seeing a 12-year-old strike out major league hitters, it's like, why wouldn't I want to watch this movie a million and one times? It also made me wish to break my arm and see if I can do the same thing. That's true. I thought about it. (laughs) I thought about it as well. It never came to that. never came to blows, fortunately, for my my arm. So my next movie on the list, I would say, is The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. So Christian Bale makes it twice on the list. It's about a boxer, Mickey Ward from boston and his family and how crazy they are and that's a great movie as well that's one of my one of my favorites i've watched that movie several times as well so the next movie on the list is warrior have you ever seen warrior i have not yeah warrior is a great movie and it has tom hardy and joel egerton and i googled it yeah so joel egerton is like a school teacher his family is not doing fantastically well money-wise so he has to go and fight in the ufc it, it isn't technically the ufc but it's a mixed martial arts tournament. tournament pretty much like the original ufc used to be but tom hardy just has the most insane physique in the movie he looks like a superhero and joel egerton also is obviously pretty ripped as well but i remember I- watching it as like a 15 year old and being like yeah okay I'm always going to be skinny and I'm never going to be as strong as Tom Hardy because he's just a monster in the movie. I got to say, I'm looking at the IMDb page right now at, and it's like just a cover. And yeah, you see like their rippling bods and it's um, it's intimidating. Like hey. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy has like like shadows upon shadows on his, yeah. on his peck. <laughs> it's very intense. And um, so my fifth and final movie, I always have to give a shout out to this particular actor because he's the man. It's Moneyball with Brad mm. Pitt. I have not seen um, that. It's a great movie, and <laughs> the look of the, the look of disgust you just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good. It's fantastic. I love it because I'm, as you said, I do like sports a lot. But baseball is kind of my favorite sport. It's also a great movie for my taste because the reason why I love, or the reason why anybody really loves baseball, is probably because you're also 
you love statistics. So Moneyball is kind of just about how Billy Bean of the Oakland Athletics, he was the GM and they were not doing well. And he kind of formulates this plan through using data analytics with the help of Peter Brand, who's like an Ivy League graduate played by Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill kind of introduces these different advanced analytics, which now is what, I mean, all sports use them, but that really took baseball up another notch. It's great. I highly recommend it. I actually did literally forget my favorite sports movie of all time. What is it? Space Jam. I knew you were going to say it, too. I was waiting for that because I was like, yeah. That was a whole other conversation. Everything I said before, forget it. Space Jam is my favorite sports movie of all time, and it should be yours, too, because when Michael Jordan stretches his arm out and defies the laws of physics because he's in Looney Tune world to slam dunk it at the end. I don't I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you. But that is the most iconic sports moment of yes, it was made in ninety six, the twentieth century. Yeah. That that's forget that's, Miracle on Ice. <laughs> forget the Cold War. <laughs> Michael Jordan was in his own Cold War with the Monstars. Well, I guess we're going to have to end it there because you can't really top Space Jam. And That's true. You just I'm can't. Gonna watch it right now. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to we're gonna end it here. Um, before we go, I want to mention that the award ceremony for the Blackbird Film Festival is happening Saturday, October 17th at 4 p.m. via Zoom. Um, you'll see my lovely face. You'll see Sam Avery's lovely face. And, and you'll probably see everyone else's lovely face that joins in. Also, I want to remind you guys that you have up until the 18th of October. October to watch all the lovely films such as uh, Chloe's Cortica, The Road to MetLife. That being said, I want to thank Nolan for joining me in our sports chat, which I honestly did not think I could last more than five minutes because I don't know sports at all. Uh, but apparently I'm the sports guru in this uh, podcast. You've definitely taken over. I've uh, usurped your throne. That's absolutely right. Especially with me forgetting my favorite sports movie of all time. <laughs> it's a little shameful. It's okay. I mean, honestly... I wouldn't put Space Jam on the list just because it's so great that it it, it will just out. It transcends everything. sports movies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. All right. That does it for episode three of the Blackbird Film Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If any of the films sparked a little intrigue for you and you want to watch them and even have a little discussion about them, we do have an Instagram and we do have a Twitter. They're called Blackbird Film Podcast. Yeah, Nolan, that's absolutely right. And we'd love to hear from you guys. So feel free to comment, like, subscribe, do whatever you want. We'd love to hear from you. Also, next week, we have another great episode in store for you. Jake and Andy are going to be talking to the director behind Extra Innings, Mr. John Gray. So stay tuned for that because that's another fantastic interview. But until then, so long.